best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of real proud laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to the Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to the Party Pal as a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Check out all the podcasts they're dropping, all their events, everything they got going on at OsirisPod.com. Today, we are here to dissect the first season of House of the Dragon, the fantasy drama television series that persists as a prequel to Game of Thrones. It is the second show in the franchise created by George R.R. Martin and Ryan Condal for HBO. Both series are based on the A Song of Ice and Fire novels by Martin, with Condal and Miguel Sapochnik serving as the showrunners. Based on parts of the novel Fire and Blood, the series is set about 200 years before the events of Game of Thrones, 172 years before the birth of Daenerys Targaryen, descendant of the royal house, and 100 years after the Seven Kingdoms is united by the Targaryen Conquest. It portrays the beginning of the end of the House of Targaryen, the events leading up to and covering the Civil War secession known as the Dance of Dragons. To help me in breaking this series down, I have back with us Ryan O'Connell, who we know from last episode knows a whole lot about HBO. He's a writer, event professional, and one-time musician hailing from the great state of Maine. You gotta check out his blog. It's called Giddy Up America. There's a link in the show notes, but... Let's get right into it. Welcome back to the program, Ryan. Thanks, man. It's a big well, day. We we got the stepstones. After we did, <laughs> they're, sec- they're secure. I'm so excited. <laughs> it's it, uh, it's so much to get into. I just it's, I've been thinking since the show uh, finished this past Sunday. I've been thinking a lot about it. My my thoughts have been changing. Um, I've been appreciating some things that I wasn't. Uh, during the season, and it just took me a while to get used to some things I know we'll get into. So just to kick us off, I'm curious, your thoughts on on this season in general. Just what what do you think of uh, the House of the Dragon? Um, Right off, first and foremost, just pumped to be back in Westeros. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, it looks like a terrible place to live. No, Great place no happiness to watch there. TV. <laughs> there's no no one's like living the dream in western <laughs> no. um but uh yeah like it's just a big bummer all the way around but uh i need to like just to have it on sunday nights to like look forward to to get psyched about um it was exciting i mean the season like there was definitely like peaks and valleys but i think for the most part like i don't know i just enjoyed it kind of bummed that the season's over yeah, especially with how it ended, um, and and I know we're going to be getting into there. the The whole season kind of felt like a big setup, for, and it is. It's I mean yeah. that is kind of the idea of the whole thing. It's a setup to this big thing that is going to be the their civil war, the the dance of dragons, and and just like you, just to uh, piggyback off what you were saying, it felt like Game of Thrones right off the bat, and I was so happy to be in Westeros. I was so happy to see you know, just this amazing production design. And, you know, this time, uh, you know, there was no wait for dragons too. You know, there was, it was, it was all dragons yeah. all the time, which was a lot of, lot of fun. Um, you know, it, it's my only thing in that I kind of struggled with my enjoyment at first, um, you know, initially, of course, I'm so happy to be back, but it took me a little bit to get used to the scope of things. I mean, yeah. you know, there was, it was, this huge world that we were invited into in Game of Thrones initially. 
uh, even though it did kind of start with just the Stark family. But this, the scope of this is, and and it's in the title, it's, it's the House of the Dragon. The scope of this is this one family, and and you know, I, I said how my thoughts are changing a little bit. I think that's really cool that 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 this narrow focus on just what 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 went down here, um, and you know, they kind of they spell it out immediately in 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 the first episode with kind of that voiceover and the, the only thing that can tear down the house of Targaryen was itself. That's what this is about. They really yeah. let into it. And, you know, immediately Viserys is chosen over, uh, 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 uh Is it, how do you, uh, is it, um, I think it's, chosen, I think it's Rhaenyras. Rhaenyras. So he was chosen over her, yeah. as, um, you know, because he's male, which is, you know, a huge theme of the show, but also, when I was thinking back to episode one, things started off hot. Like, do you remember Damon was running through the streets, storming through King's Landing, cleaning up the filth and that whole thing? Things, yeah, things, things were intense right away. And it was, but like it did, it took me a minute to get used to the scope. I mean, this is this is a family affair. Am, am I alone in that? Was it was it because it is different than all the journeys we were taking simultaneously through Game of Thrones? This is really a sharpened focus. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I mean, there was like the pot, like the Game of Thrones, that, that was like a positive and almost sometimes a negative with yeah. Game of Thrones in that it was so massive. Mm. And then like part of the fun was like, you'd watch the opening credits and be like, oh, where are we this week? Oh, we're at King's Landing and we're here and we're there, we're there. And then you were like, oh man, we're, we're here. Like there was always, <laughs> there was always like the one. Yeah. Like, usually it was like with like Theon when he was like yeah. Reek and that whole thing. Yep, you're yep. just like, oh, we gotta deal with that shit again this week. Yeah. But like, you're still like, it was massive. This was just so much more. It was more almost like The Office. Like it was just like crammed right in sure. to this one place. And mm -hmm. I think it just. I mean, I kind of figured that was because that was like you kind of like the log. That was like the log line going in. Yeah. It's like yep. okay, we're, we're narrowing it down. Um. And so, you know, it was kind of like, it took a little while to get used to. And that it was very much like, it wasn't a lot of characters. Mm. It was like definitely a shorter bench. Yeah. Yep. And, but then I think you kind of got into it, but then I think the way that they, oh man, my cat just pooped. And oh, the take your time. Is no, yeah. I'm going to, I'm, Hey, I'm a professional. Yes. Let's roll. <laughs> I'm going to go through it. Um, so it's <laughs> so bad. Um, but anyways, yeah, so like, but I think the way they kind of countered that is with the time jumps. Yep. So yep. like, that was how they made the world bigger. Yeah. Be like, oh, cool. Now we have kids and here are the kids and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, With like the time jumps is kind of like a different conversation. But like, I do, I kind of like that it was like a little tired and focused. But at the same time, I definitely think one of the coolest episodes was when they went out hunting. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, oh, cool. Field trip. Let's yep. see what's going yeah. on. Definitely. Or like when Damon and Rhaenyra basically like when, went to like when they went clubbing. Club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they went to like Burning Man yeah. out in the streets of like uh, King's Landing. It was like and it was cool to see them like out there and you kind yep. of get this more idea of like absolutely what the world is like right now. Yeah. Know? Something something I'm loving so much about Andor is kind of like you're seeing what the you know the, the the blue collar worker or the people are feeling about this larger rebellion and that's something yeah. i really liked when i saw you know like them going you know uh out 
in the town or just even you know like it, i i do want to know what these people think of these royals like when when aegon was uh finally you know uh you know made king and in front of everybody yeah. and they started cheering i didn't know that they would be cool with that they would be excited about it i have i have no feel of what the regular people you know are experiencing yeah. so I, I do like that and i do like those moments the, the we we do have to bring up the time jumps and i do you know I'm trying to look at it in a different way at this point. Now that I look back, I did find them disorienting. I did feel like maybe there was a bit of a loss of um, kind of a, a investment in a character because I mean, you're investing in yeah. this, this actor as the character. And then there's the change there, um, especially with the children. Um, and it just, yeah. it, it felt like they were kind of yada yada over a lot of things to yeah. get to the civil war. But if that is the case here and we took this season and we look at it as like a prologue to this civil war, if they are using it as that way and the next few seasons are this awesome civil war, then great. If it's looked at as, as a setup and it really does feel that way with that final moment of the finale, when, you know, she finally had war in her eyes um, as one of the show run runners mentioned, and it's just on now. So great. Maybe, maybe we look back on this as, as, a really cool setup for uh, a pretty awesome civil war between some pretty nasty people. Yeah. I mean, taking a whole season just to set things up yeah. is like a hell of a flex. It is. You know, <laughs> like it's, it's a bold move, but it's, you know, it's interesting. It's, you know, it's like, so like I'm a, I'm a Patriots fan. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of that is, you know, Belichick will make these crazy decisions or something will happen. You'd be like, what's going on? You don't know what's happening. Yeah. And it just seems so confounding in the moment. Yep. And then like three months later, you're like, everything makes sense. You're I like, ah, shit, he got us again. He got you know, so it. maybe it's something like that. Yeah. But I think it's just, it's interesting because like the time jumps, I think the decision-making of like the showrunners mm -hmm. was such a big part of this season. Yeah, yeah. Which I yeah. thought was interesting and you know maybe if you're just watching it you're not noticing it as much but if you're like a weirdo like me who's reading about it and listening sure. about it and thinking about it yep. then you kind of think more about it but i definitely think that like why they chose to do these certain things whether it was deviate from the books i haven't read the book but yep. deviate from that or how they want to tell this story how to do the time jumps like mm -hmm. i just think the why like that's how many gruesome births are we gonna show? Yeah, Should it be that was tough. Yeah, like especially the last one, like yeah. that was. But like, I just think it was interesting. Like the decision making process was almost like just part of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Why they were doing what they were doing, and I with the time jumps. Okay, so this is something I've been batting around, and so I'm gonna ask you this question. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. All right. If you had a choice mm -hmm. of this season, would you a be cool with how they did it and B want more young Rhaenyra and Allison mm -hmm. C maybe like one episode of young Rhaenyra and Allison and yeah. then we go about our business or D start with the older versions of them. I think it was episode six or whatever. Yeah. When Rhaenyra is giving birth to Joffrey. Yeah. So it's, 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 I don't mean to dodge the question, uh, but the only thing with that whole uh, uh, with these different options you're offering is I want more of uh, I enjoyed Vis Viserys yeah. and I would have loved if, if you know, I, I 
you know, from him getting the crown going on through, I mean, not not the I don't need to see them scraping off things uh, from his back the whole time. Yeah. And that's in the whole thing. But um, yeah. I did think about that. If there was a point, you know, you take it like midway through and go from there and, you know, but then you're just losing time with, you know, I, I thought pa- Patty um, Consonant did just incredible as a series. And I would have almost. Yeah. I don't know. It's see, that's the thing. I think it's a hindsight. It's going to be a hindsight question when we see yeah. what when we're going to have to look back and, and, you know, did they make the right choice by, by kind of moving things. So, so fast. Cause I did, I was like, they're, they're doing Viserys dirty. They're like, he's not really getting, you know, he's going to each, each time they did a time jump, I'm he's looking awful and awful and just, you know, and Damon's looking exactly, exactly the same, which is a pretty wild. If you, Go with just the older versions. Mm. Your the collateral damage is Viserys. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, the more I've thought about it, I would have been cool with them doing a whole season with young Rhaenyra and young Allison. Yeah, yeah. And just slow walking it. Definitely. Because, like you mentioned, the yada yada thing, which is like, the thing Game of Thrones was so good when it was like at just like taking its time. Definitely. I love like trust us payoffs Mm. coming like we're going to roll with it everything and that's when like things fell off the rail towards the end yeah when things started cramming everything absolutely yeah and so that's what like I feel like they modeled this season a little too much after the end of Game of Thrones because they wanted to get someplace that yeah yeah exactly that's it that's an excellent excellent point and you know, there's there was even an option if there were, and I actually really really love that idea of you know I love seeing those young actors and and the time with the series. This is um you know this is Fire and Blood is basically a history book. It's and and that's that's the way yeah. it's framed. It's a history of these things and it's it's so they're basically given that history and they could have and you know I was very curious of how many liberties they were going to feel brave enough to take after you know yeah. what we saw towards the end of game of thrones where it was all pretty much liberties they were all the showrunners were yeah. all making the decisions and you know there was some pushback on that towards the end so i was curious of what they would do what one of the biggest pieces they added in was the um song of ice and fire vision yeah that's what uh kind of you know when Viserys told allison about that that kind of turned things a little bit that's when she thought aegon should be king it was just it's a big deal and it also links the two shows and i gotta say i love that liberty i love the fact that it links the two shows and leads us to start already thinking about the white walkers a little bit because this is going to be something we look at as as a prequel to that moment i i appreciated that liberty but what i'm saying is if they did take their time with viserys and the whole thing they could there was options to you know throw in some different things and and mix it up a little bit but Again, I think it's going to really, really be hindsight, uh, you know, how how successful these decisions that were bold and you felt them and they are part of the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we're here. I know we'll get into some more of the action on the screen, but you can't talk about Game of Thrones without talking about these bold decisions and these these disorienting at times time jumps. They they you felt them. I mean, to jump 10 years in the middle of a season. Yeah. And it not be the only time jump you're doing is just yeah. like, this is weird, you know? Yeah. And I think that like, it's tough because they want to like, the time jumps, they almost like hurt the intention of their intention for starting with them young. Yeah. 
So if they want to like lay the tracks of this relationship between Allison and Rhaenyra, so they want to like lay that out there, but then they want to jump forward, mm -hmm. but then they're like taking away from time of like you getting to know their kids or like yeah. other things. Like, so it's like, oh man, Luke died. Cool. Who is he again? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or yeah. like, um, it's just, or like, I don't know. I mean, apparently it would have been kind of cool. Like, uh, their dad, Strong, whatever his name was, yep. had, like, would have been cool to see him. Harwin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My man got like three pages of dialogue and was well, out. I, I would actually like but, to. But he, but he lives forever. He lives on <laughs> in lore. He, yeah. He's yeah. a <laughs> big deal. Yeah. That was something with, with these time jumps and just kind of like with, with, you know, the action of the story of this history. There was a lot of great characters that were gone really, really fast. I did. I actually yeah. liked the replacement hand. What was it? Lord uh, Lionel Strong, which is Harwin's and Harris's yeah. father. I liked him. I thought he was an interesting character. I liked Harwin. Uh, I was starting to really mm -hmm. like him. Um, Lena Valerian uh, was was really, really cool. I mean, she, and that was a cool yeah. moment she went out. But I really, really liked, and we didn't get much time at all with her, but uh, uh, Damon's first wife was a badass i liked her snark oh, and uh yeah. raya voice i think is her name and i thought she was awesome we lost some characters that i was starting to really like really really fast but see that's a game of thrones move right oh now. don't get that's attached I actually i had to laugh because that was my thing my wife and i used to joke like game of thrones like it had this thing of like just when i'd be like you know what i like that guy yeah where <laughs> it was like like, oh, I really like Renly Baratheon. Oh, yeah. sorry, dude. Sorry. I mean, like, there was like a handful of those people. And I remember it was, I think it was in that episode. I was like, oh, like Lena uh, Damon's second wife. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, she's great. Oh, sorry. She's dead. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, like Harwin Strong seems pretty cool. I want to know yep. more about him. Uh -huh. Oh, he's dead. Never mind. <laughs> oh, cool. Good to have you back, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Just playing totally, with my emotions. I it's totally it. a Thrones move. And it, I've always, you know, I I always respect a show that seems to have the bravery of the writing of just taking out somebody that's good and just knowing that, you know, there's enough enough there to play with, enough characters to to work with. There was one thing. Yeah. And I it just just add one more critique because then I, there's a lot, lot of positives I want to talk about. But uh I um I for me, Game of Thrones as a show, uh, it was there was always a little bit. I hate to use the word fun. It's it was it was it's it's a hard show. It's always been you know there's a lot of trauma in it, but like there was the, a whole lot more. It was a stark difference between Game of Thrones and the House of the Dragon, and you know the the amount of um, chuckles you could get, or the amount of times yeah. you, there was some snark or comedy in there. You know, with Tyrion yeah. or. The Hound, Jamie, there's, there's a bunch of characters that added some levity to it. And, you know, there was times where it did feel fun. You were taking these adventures with people and there was only a couple moments oh, yeah. within the House of the Dragon, like we talked about the nightclubbing or just some different interests that you could describe as as fun. It was it was it was serious. We were dealing with like these, you know, the, like the like we were talked about already, these the, the childbirth situations. I mean, it's. It was it was serious serious business and and to speak a little bit about that childbirth thing and I I don't you know I think maybe we've gotten through it and we're we're to the war thing but they did make a pretty serious point in I think it was episode one where they were kind of cross yeah it absolutely was when they were cross cutting um you know uh, Damon and Sir Christian Cole kind of 
jousting uh, uh, with um, you know Queen Eamon's painful labor. They were really driving home that you know this childbirth in this in this world is kind of their battlefield. You know, it's kind of their their you know it's and it's weird to say their duty. I know uh, Rainus uh, later on was talking um, to Allison and she was talking about how you know uh, you know we don't we don't make rulers or we 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 bear we we, we you know we birth leaders into the world that's kind of our yeah kind of our job which is which is weird but it was great to see her kind of wisdom of the whole thing but yeah i missed a, i missed a little bit of the uh snark and and kind of fun of the whole thing and i, I think the closest we get there is um matt smith who's terrific as damon i yeah. mean let's well, let's, that, let's yeah let's put a pin in damon right there and talk about it damon well, is a real special yeah. character that's well that's in season two, Damon needs like a homie that yes. he rides with totally. who like who is his like brawn to yep. Jamie. Definitely. Who can like give him some shit and, and kind of like knock him around a little bit. Yep. I think that would help. Yeah. Like, they just I don't know who it's gonna be. If they're gonna just introduce someone who's like, oh, like they just ride together and they go sing to dragons and make some jokes. Like that's because Damon's definitely like an awesome character, like and Matt yeah. Smith is amazing, amazing. But I think that's like an area where you could add some level levity to it and like kind of like round him out a little bit. Definitely, yeah. Like it's interesting. Like you know, I made this joke on Twitter how like if you need someone to play a guy who's married to a powerful woman and not super cool with it, like Damon <laughs> Matt Smith's your guy. Here's the crown. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's basically yeah. playing Prince Philip in this. Yeah. Just a, like, a, like I think Matt Smith's version of Prince Philip uh-huh. would be so stoked to play Damon in, mm. in House of the Dragon. Yeah, but like, and I don't know if you watched The Crown, but I sure there did. There was an episode where, um, is like where Prince Philip got to talking to like other vets or something like that, yeah. and like kind of just like gave him perspective or something. Like yeah, that. I don't remember yeah. exactly what's going sure. on. But like seeing him in that context of like being able to be like vulnerable and like you don't have to be like this tough dude all the time and yeah, admit your yeah. faults and all that stuff. It was really interesting. It was really cool. Yeah. And like do that with Damon. Like give get Damon a buddy who's like just kind of just talking shit, but also really cool and like yeah. like that'd be great. Like, I always I always love those cool pairings that were in Game of Thrones and like those discussions really did they gave weight to the situation. They gave context to things and really gave you some more yeah. insight into character and also the movement of things when there was kind of like these behind door um, personal moments between them. And it also kind of really endeared you to the characters. I'm thinking of Jamie and um, uh, Brian. What is his name? The um, uh, the uh, She became a knight towards the end, but like them in that hot oh, tub Brienne. situation. Brienne, Brienne, what, yeah. what a moment that was. But speaking of moments, I want to I want to celebrate some of this because like there were some awesome awesome stuff that happened in this season yeah. there was ridiculous oh, visually that, they crushed yeah, it absolutely yeah i mean and it was just like just it just there was like these like points like now that i think back to and i'm like it was shocking i mean damon cutting off vaymon's head was awesome yeah that was incredible yeah. you know it was it was it was you, you 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 knew something was coming with the way you know he was screaming horn everything but i didn't think that and like my jaw was on the floor for a little bit yeah, it was amazing. And someone pointed this out that like he made like Damon kind of like in Rhaenyra made eye contact a little yeah. bit before. Yep. And it was like I thought that was super cool. And like 
yeah that was great like just even like in the finale just that shot of the big dragon above yeah. the little dragon which Definitely. is like um game of thrones <laughs> they're just like guess what fuck everyone else we can do some really cool shit Aegon's giant dragon, uh, Valgor, which was, uh, so that was Lyanna's, Le- and it was passed down from Aegon the Conqueror. It's, it's got, got a, le- it's a legacy dragon. That was, that was awesome. So the, uh, the finale there, um, I guess this is the kind of some of the narr- uh, discussion I've seen about it is there was in the show or in the book, there was intention for the kill, I guess, when, yeah. you know, like that he was trying to kill, um, Luke, uh, yeah. And in 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 the show, I guess it looked more like a tragic accident or it, it, something like that. I think that's a that's. Have you seen that discussion point? Um, yeah, and, and yeah. I think I think that was kind of set up. Viserys did mention at one point in the season that the idea that the that they control the dragons is a little overplayed, and that that the mm-hmm. dragons it, it's it's kind of false, and and that you have to know that the dragons like aren't fully controlled to be king. And he was talking to to his daughter at that point or queen. I think there's a little setup there, but I I think at the end of the day, that discussion doesn't matter. You know, the kid's dead and the civil war yeah. has begun and, and, you know, it's, it was, but like I said, it was, it was, it was, you were saying too, it's an awesome, awesome moment. We got another kind of wild, uh, wild wedding as well. You know, that was, that was, that yeah. was a pretty cool moment. Well, I was going to say, Oh, please jump in. The choice. Oh, sorry. The choice with, um, like the like Eamon accidentally killing Luke yeah. as opposed to fully killing Luke. Mm-hmm. It'll have an effect if they don't lean into Eamon being like a super villain. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. know, like cause he was on that trajectory. And if for some reason like now they're gonna make him like have like a conscience and yep. he's gonna have like this like oh, yeah. lie yeah. in his back. You know what I mean? Definitely. If, like, bo- if it bothers him what the dragon did, because that was not his intention. Yeah. Yeah, and if at some point like he shows remorse or some shit like that, like that could play in. I think that would be like the only reason why they would try to humanize him like that. Yeah, absolutely. Because so, if not, like there's not make him just make him the bad guy. Make him the bad. He no, he seems. I yeah. mean, he's got he's got some Damon in him. He seems he's he's definitely got that villainous yeah feel to him, which is which is which is pretty pretty awesome you know we, we need people like that yeah the sick, the sick fucks in in these worlds really are captivating well, to be old and it's funny it's comparable to how like everyone kept waiting for uh the hound and the mountain to fight yeah like yeah. the game bull yeah now it's like everyone's just waiting for damon and Eamon yeah to throw down well definitely let's go there that's so now it's you know it's kind of like allison versus renera um we got team green versus team black what yeah. what te- what what team are you on I'm team black. I don't yeah. like how the greens go about their business. I don't either. They're I shady. Don't... I don't like sketchy people. Yeah. That's, you know, and I don't like, I just think, I don't like how Allison picks and chooses when she's going to ride her high horse. Yeah. True. A little bit. I yep. think is a little like, and she's got, I mean, it's not like she's just like untethered to like any kind of bad thoughts or anything. Yep. She's like, tempting sketchy uh, Laris with her feet and everything like yeah. that. Like she knows what she's doing. And like, um, I think Otto Hightower is, I mean, as a character is fantastic. Absolutely. I'm not rooting for him. Like, nope. yeah, it's like little fuck. Yo, super. I think that's part of the job description. Absolutely. Apparently. Like with the hand, like, um, yeah. Like I just, the greens are just, I don't like any of the kids. Yep. Yeah. Um, though apparently the girl, the daughter, 
has some, and that, that's another thing too, is by yada yadaing things, I didn't even realize that her and Aegon were married. Really? I didn't know that at all. And they have, they have like a, they have a kid or two. Wow. <laughs> and, and apparently she also has like visions and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, again, like. Oh yeah. They cool. alluded to that a little bit. And I was trying to find yeah. out the importance of that. That definitely came up, but it was kind of like, they were looking at her funny when she was having these visions. Yeah. Like she made some comment about like, oh, Eamon, you'll get a dragon, but it'll cost you an eye or something yeah, like that. Yeah, totally. And it's just like, cool. It's, on the one hand, it's fine, because, yeah, I'm going to read the recaps. That's fine. Totally. I got time on Monday. Yep. But not everyone's going to do that. Definitely. So you're missing out on things. That mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. I mean, that goes back to my thing. Is like, I wanted more of young Aegon being just a degenerate dirtbag. Definitely. Don't Definitely. tell me. Show me. That's show Game me. of Thrones did so well. They showed, they showed you everything. Absolutely. This show was content to tell you a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's I, I think that was like that was definitely its biggest fault. And and like I said, I'm I'm hoping that we look back on this and see almost a reason why they did that because there was so much to uh, chew on that comes after this. Yeah. They really they really felt the reason that it, this wasn't worth it because that is. That's like that's my yeah. hope as, as an optimist for, you know, I I I love being back in Westeros. I'm I'm here for the second season that like I, I you alluded to it, it, it already, like the, at the end of this last episode, I, I'm so excited for more. It's yeah. like, it's, I mean, it, they, and that's, that shows that the setup that they did is successful in, in, in certain ways. I mean, it's, 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 it's go time now, you know? Well, it's tough because it's like kind of like yes and no, because I feel like for the first time all season, the show really had some forward momentum. Yeah. In the yeah. last two episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Because they just threw the hammer down and everyone was together and they were doing the Game of Thrones yeah. thing yeah. where they're plotting yeah. and sniping at each other and doing all that stuff. Like um standing around tables, making plans. Yeah. Like they when it ended, it was like, No, we just got going. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. Now we have to wait like a year and a half for it to come back, probably. You mentioned um, Laris, and I, I'd love to bring him up. He, uh, um, you know, be, besides, I would never kink shame, but besides, you know, that thing with him, he was, uh, he was, he was a captivating character for me. Like he's, he yeah. seems like he's going to be someone. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to ask you this kind of who you're excited to see uh, more of, or kind of like your favorite character that you're excited to see move forward. But Laris, for me, is that person. Like the yeah. way he kind of has his team assembled behind him to that he was able to kind of put right into work the way he was um you know uh, being so opportunistic on, on on the needs of Allison and and being just being able to pull that off and just the willingness to take out his own family members for you know his, yeah. him moving forward i think when he started kind of creeping in literally creeping into the picture i was like this 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 is someone to be reckoned with and i'm i'm here yeah. for, for seeing what he has to offer yeah I would, I would have liked to have known a little bit more about his relationship with his dad and his brother. Yeah, definitely. Something's like, broken there. Yeah, like, cause like, dude, you made the decision to literally burn your dad and brother alive. Yeah. Pretty quick. Yep. And yep. it can't be just that like you're a big fan of the royal family. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. is there something more to it? And I think he's definitely one of those guys that we just don't know what his motives are. Yeah. So it makes you naturally interested. But also the fact that he definitely has the queen's ear. Yeah. And is down to do the stuff that she doesn't necessarily want done. Mm, definitely. Like, um, 
Yeah. And doing it without doing it without asking, you know, like, you know, it's just, yeah. just move, just make moving on it. You know, you wanted this done. You might not know it, but you yeah. want it done. Well, you implied that you wanted done. And it's like, yeah. I was just, I was just talking it's like that whole thing. It's like, it's been some other things. It's you didn't directly say it, uh, but you did though. Yeah. yeah, How <laughs> uh, about you did? Yeah. I had a little, um, and I, I agree with you fully about the momentum of, of kind of the, the the concluding episodes. I had a little, um, I had a little problem with the penultimate episode in that, like, and I kind of now that I look back, like I said, my kind of viewpoints of the whole thing's changing as I spend time thinking about it. I think it's kind of cool that they took an episode to look at how the fallout of the uh, Viserys' death would be for Allison and and Team Green, and then take the next episode to see how how it did for. Renaris and Team Black, but I really, I really wanted after um, Sarah's passed. I wanted that what turned out to be the finale. I was a little, I don't know, kind of. It, it just it, it seemed like a lot of wasted time to me when they were uh, spending so much time just looking for Aegon. <laughs> like, where's Aegon for like yeah for like twenty five minutes and like I was just like I don't know get 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 to it like how I want I wanted the whole realm to know. But well, that's not how the things work. I, it, and now that I look back at it, it's that sort of patience and get to see how they deal with it internally at home and then how the word spreads. And, you know, it's, it's and even I was a little unsure. I think that was that was that, that was an episode that that um, the finale won me right back. But that kind of confused me a little bit. I wasn't even sure, you know, why that dragging had to storm into the into Aegon's thing at the end. And, and, and I know that was yeah. like her her kind of striking back a little bit about, cause you know, yeah. now we're looking at people who are loyal and people who are traitors. That's it's, it's hard not to yeah. look at it like that, but I had a little hard time with the penultimate episode. It's, but the finale was why it was, I wanted to see what happened when that, when word reached, um, you know, T black and, and how they would react. And, and, and it was awesome. Awesome. When it did. Yeah. I think it's one of those instances where when a show does something like that, it makes you realize what characters you really like yeah true when they're not there you're really like waiting you're missing them yep and i think that was part of it like you just like like old renewer is awesome and damon's super cool you want to know how they react um and i think part of it like the Aegon stuff like part of like for a minute you're like why are they looking for Aegon so much yeah and you kind of it didn't really click right away that there was like this race against time yep and then because yeah. like it was all happening so fast, you didn't realize why there was two different groups looking for Aegon. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's just totally. like, yeah, I think again, I think it was just like a pacing issue if they yeah. had just like taken their time a little bit and just kind of lined out why the different camps Definitely. were doing what they're doing. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. That, that, that was exactly my confusion. Um, uh, I'm kind of I'm curious what um what are you kind of looking forward to I'll, I'll answer that question uh, just to kind of kick us off because like what I what you know when we talk about this sharpened world um I still think that there is a chance this gets a lot bigger and and you know we saw when you know the 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 young ones were going out there on their dragging and we got to we yeah. got to go see an illiterate uh Baratheon and go other places and yeah. stuff and I, I I do I I did start to feel the world kind of slowly opening up and I want to see I'm really excited to see how the civil war affects the whole, you know, uh, uh, kingdoms around it and everything like that. I, 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 I know, you know, that this, this show is designed to show the family and what happens here and the civil wars between them. 
But I, I do want to see the ripple effects and how it goes out to the rest of the world of, of Game of Thrones. And, yeah. and I, I think that's very possible that we might be getting more of that. And, and you know, looks maybe at Winterfell, looks maybe, you know, to all these other places that, that we've come to know and love. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It's going to be super dope if they go to Winterfell. Yeah. And like so, you see so Winterfell, dope. it's going to be like, sweet, man. That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Like, I mean, it was cool at there at Heron Hall, but it's like Heron Hall was something. I mean, they were there at Game of Thrones, but it was mm-hmm. more of just like a pra- place they talked about. Mm-hmm. So it didn't have, you didn't have like the visual connection with it. Yeah. Same with like Casterly Rock or whatever. Yeah. But like, even if they go to um, where like Walder Frey was, the twins, like if they go back to some of these places Hell that yeah. we have like a visual connection with, yep. I think like if they were go back to the Vale and see like the moon door and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yep. I think some of that stuff you're just gonna be like, oh shit! It's kind of like you're like, we're watching Better Call Saul now because uh-huh. we're we're lame and we never watched it <laughs> until now. Um, the seasons are terrific, man. They're so good. It's not, yeah, it's that big L for the O'Connell House. Yeah, but um, even that, like you're you pick up these little things, you're like, oh, oh, yeah, that, that, it's that, it's like cool. Or like the first time you see Polos de Hermanos or something, it's yep. like these things and if they do some of that i think it'll really kind of help yeah like kind of just kind of create excitement because i mean i think the novelty of king's landing is kind of worn off a little yeah, bit definitely so like yeah like you want to be back in westeros but like you want to like i want to go yeah let's see it i'm show, i'm here show me for, the wall i'll be pumped i'm so pumped i'm here for any fan service they decide to do on that just like yeah. there's little bits and pieces. I am here for it. I think everybody is. It's it's kind of, you know, and that doesn't, it's, it, it, maybe it even hits harder that we're waiting for it a little more. And, you know, they, they bring us there eventually. And, and you know, this was, this was designed to to start here and they'll, they can litter that in, which is good. You know what? I'm also curious to see as we move forward is um what Aegon's reign looks like. I mean, they, they made him out to be a true degenerate. I mean, this is guy yeah. who's masturbating out the window. He's running away from the job. He's, he's a reluctant king at this point. And just it's I'm I'm really curious to see how 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 messy that situation is. What also what that takes away from Alison, you know, her 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 giving away the power to him. I'm sure she's thinks she's gonna be ruling from behind that, but like let's let let's see how that all plays out. I'm really curious what yeah. it looks like. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, that's interesting because like what her role is gonna be mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah, because it's really if you strip it away, it's really King Aegon versus Queen Rhaenyra. Absolutely. Yeah. And like Allison's there, but I mean, I guess it's going to be a rush. There's probably going to be a conflict like with the greens in terms of like who has Aegon's ear. Yeah. Is it Otto or mom? Like Gramps or mom? Exactly. Um, So I think that'll be interesting because that's kind of how they they keep Allison relevant. Yep. Yep. You know, because she could be sidelined super easy. Yeah. But I think if they make her the one who is able to kind of like steer her, her son and or like hold back some of his bad intentions, which her. are probably plenty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then maybe like Eamon and more aligns himself with Otto. I don't know. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Absolutely. And uh I do appreciate that they they had Renaris trying to uh, avoid war even after you know kind of some of the things that would would make you after you know when she found out that she wasn't 
that they they you know stabbed her in the back and she wasn't because I mean it, that is what Veneris was all about. I mean they you know those were peaceful times. The what Veneris's reign was yeah. peaceful times. That that's what you can consider peaceful times. And yeah. all he was doing the entire time was trying to keep peace in the things. And she she was trying to do that. And that's what makes it. The, the, the fact that they really leaned on that, that she didn't want to do this and do everything makes it more powerful that right now, because you know, you know, Damon's down. He's ready to throw down. He was already. Oh, yeah. And now when she yeah. turns he's around, he's got his bags packed. To... Like, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he was. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, uh, just, it's, he's and now good. that she's she's in and you know she's down. She, I mean, they took all they, they spent so much time with her being a protector of those kids and fighting for them. And, you know, when the, when the eye slash happened in that moment, you know, this you saw like how protective she was and you know, this moment is really going to turn her. And so those two being down and ready for war, like it is on moving forward. I'm, I'm excited. I really am. Yeah. Well, it was also cool too. Cause with her showing restraint, she won over her aunt, her niece, sure. which I thought was super cool when, yep. you know, sea snake, sea snake miraculously came back from whatever his wounds were. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And he's like, yeah, we're going to go back and just chill out. Yeah, I'll, take up, I'll, I'll pick up woodworking. <laughs> we'll hang out with the grandkids, uh, and she's like, "Yeah, you don't get it, man. Like, we're yeah. into this now, and yeah. like, we're side behind her because she's actually really good. Like, it was yeah. kind of cool to see her align that way, which Definitely. I thought was interesting because she's an interesting character, and I think it's cool like to get this sea snake more involved. Yeah, you know, again, now the step stones are taken care of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the, in the, in the triarchy, whatever that is. Yep. Yeah, it was like a drinking game. Oh, triarchy, drink. Eve Vest is so good in that role too. It's a really nuanced character. I'm glad you mentioned that. That that she's. I mean, that's another reason why why Team Black's getting our love. You know, with them involved. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think she's cool. I like. I think if her and Rhaenyra had more of a relationship, I think it'd be kind of interesting. Absolutely, the, you those... know, because it's definitely like, you know let's be honest women are smarter than men no doubt no <laughs> you know, doubt hot, hot, hot take coming in yeah. real like, talk is what it is real yeah, talk you're like, you, just, you, let, you let dudes to their own devices they're just gonna blow shit up like absolutely women are gonna like be smart and like talk things through a little yep. bit yep um it's funny like i used to work i was like a deckhand on ferry boats uh -huh. in maine back in the day cool and so we'd have crews of like four and i'd have a captain be like you can't have a crew of four guys yeah oh yeah happen <laughs> he's like it's, it's gonna be a mess you gotta get some estrogen in there like it's just and i just made me laugh but it's like very true like four dudes are like four rocks like just like trying Absolutely. to figure out how to like lift something where no doubt. like yeah so anyways no that's, that's, that's what my... that's what, that's what's really cool about um you know george rr's really twisted world there is a lot of just really strong powerful woman within all this yeah. mad and it's 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 something that is you know because there's a lot of like some of this, I, I was listening to um, one of the Ringer podcasts talk about, you know, the finale and just talk about mm -hmm. the childbirth scene and that whole thing. And he's just like, he's like, there was a moment where I sat back and I was like, what are we doing here? You know, like, what is, oh, yeah. what, is what, what as, as a popular culture and, you know, this is popular culture, us watching, what are we, what are we, what do we like? What, what stories were yeah. we gravitating towards? And it made me think about that, but then you think about this other thing you think about these that he's creating these these just terrifically strong nuanced woman characters within this 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 crazy world that he brought to life it's really cool oh yeah i mean big ups to sansa stark 
Absolutely. Like she was amazing at towards amazing. the end of Game of Thrones. Absolutely. Like, he, that's like the weird I guess I don't know if juxtaposition's the right word, but like at the one time, like he definitely like the female role isn't great in this world, yeah. but at the same time, like he does these strong characters, and definitely. I think it's it's these strong female characters. It's just interesting how he balances that out. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Cool. So I think I we know. I think we touched on a lot of things, you know, the critiques which we had to get into and just do you know some yeah. amazing amazing moments some characters the actors are fantastic they the casting as always is absolutely terrific what we miss anything anything you want to bring bring to the table that we didn't touch on uh not really i mean i will say the work they did with the dragons yeah money well spent absolutely because those close-ups like they looked awesome crazy like good good work never yeah. seen a dragon in person uh-huh. i have to imagine that's what they that's look. it <laughs> you know like i just i thought that was super cool and again some of the visuals yeah like there was like that the first bridge scene yeah like i think it was in episode two or something mm-hmm. like that it's, it's just just super flexes yeah all the way around Definitely. you know um it's just cool. And like I said, it's, I'm just happy to have it back. And it's just oh. funny because now we shift to Sunday night's White Lotus and it's like, oh, oh. cool. Now I'm just, I'm just going to want to go to Italy now. Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited for that. It. I'm really, really excited. Oh, show, show I, show I, I live, I live for, and I think the last two podcasts that we've done together show it. I live for Sunday night HBO is they really, they really put a, put a, you know, a nice touch to the end of the week. And I'm, I'm so with you. I'm happy to be yeah. back in this world. I'm really happy to be back in this yeah. world. Like, like you were just saying the, uh, you feel all the money they spent on those dragons. And like, that's, that's, that was, was yeah. so cool. You know, we, we, they, it was called house of the dragon. We got dragons the whole time in a big major way. Yeah. And we're going to have more of them. And they're going to be part of this giant civil war. I'm, you know, it, it, no matter the the critiques and, you know, kind of what we thought about the time jumps and some of the different choices that were made. I am super optimistic moving forward that, that, that they set up something yeah. special and I can't wait to see it. So uh thank you for talking about it with me ryan i really really appreciate you jumping if, on the show once if again if you can't if you came face to face with the dragon what's your move uh yell to Karis and get it over with real fast uh, what's yours part of me pictures do you ever watch always sunny yes yes i have yep there's like the episode where they wanted to make schools safe uh-huh. and mac mac thought he could like dodge bullets yeah yeah I, like to, I feel like that would be my move like no i got this i can like bob and weave <laughs> right, right, and then they just get roasted so yeah. maybe i try to maybe i try to go out with some flair yeah yep. seeing yep. the different sizes of dragons was a lot of fun man it's it's, it's we're gonna see those the whole like them the, the kids on the back with like the harness and stuff it's like i got a lot of questions about how the, the these you know the School of Flying Dragons. I have a lot of dragon questions that I hope we get into as we move forward. I would like some more, like just some lessons, how are we yep. going about doing this. Exactly, like, the communication yeah. between human. If we're going to be dealing with this dragon world, the communication between the human and the dragon, like how, you know, what kind of connection there, who who really is in control of those situations. It'll be fun. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, let's get deep. Let's get deep. Let's All right, cool. So yeah. uh, I'm sure we'll be back uh, talking about something sooner or later, and I know we'll be talking more about... Uh, house of the dragon once season two comes around so thanks so much ryan no problem man and thank you all for joining the party again
This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.